So Ben, why don't you lead the way here and tell us what we need to talk about and just give me the sign and the letter that I need to press when audio is needed to expand. I hear you. The floor is yours. The mic is yours. I'm following your lead. Let's do it. Well, man, there is a lot going on in the world today. It's been really crazy. And one of the things that, you know, I always am mindful of is just staying childish. You know, I think that it's something we all need to do. And I found this clip and I wanted to play this clip. Is it childish or childlike? Childlike? Childish? Well, childish. it's the same thing. No, I don't think it is the same thing, actually. No? No, I think childish would be like an immature idiot. And more childlike would be like seeing things through the eyes of a child, yeah. which are pure. Yeah, Maybe they, they might see dead people, where an adult might not because you are now hardened. Well, yeah, I think so. Childish is definitely not the right terminology. I meant childlike. Yeah, childish is tucking your wiener in between your legs and walking around. I mean, like, childlike yeah, is... Yeah, you got to stay youthful. You know what I mean? You need to stay almost pure. I think so, man. I mean, it's it's like being excited by things, allowing things to excite you. Yeah, and I think just seeing things not through some lens of Republican or Democratic. It's almost like a child doesn't know if someone is bad necessarily. That's right. Unless they are witness something that, you know, they can decipher is bad, but they don't see the intentions right. of you know, a person yeah. as clearly as an adult because we're street smart. We know what people are capable of. Yeah. And it's almost like seeing opportunity through the eyes of a child. You remember when you were young, you were like, I can do this. I can be on the moon. I can, I'm going to own that yeah. one day. And some of us do go on to achieve those goals. But I feel like as adults, reality, your current reality sets in right. from your dream. And I think in this clip, doesn't he reference Elon Musk? Yeah. What letter is that? And we can uh, play let's it. Let's go with clip A. People who win long term stay childlike the longest. Elon Musk is still childlike. Whoever stays childlike, not childish, childlike the longest wins. Okay, so now I remember the clip. Yeah, that's PBD. That's Patrick Bet David. He's a fucking beast. Check out Patrick Bet David's podcast. He's a badass. Until a man fused sent you. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. I mean, you talk about staying hungry, staying persistent, staying aggressive. How can you do that if you don't allow the things to excite you to motivate you? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the things that excite children are what motivate them. Whereas like we get into this grievance in the mix where all of a sudden, yeah, it is about the bare essentials. But if you're not allowing yourself to get excited, I mean, you look at Elon Musk, look what he did, dude. He's got to be excited every day. Rocket I mean, ship. Think. Well, rocket ship, the whole acquisition of Twitter, trying to do whatever it is he's trying to do there. But you've got Tesla, you've got PayPal, yeah. you know, all the things he's got his hands in, all these innovative yeah. Neuralink. You know, I'm not saying that I'm a big fan necessarily of like maybe what he's trying to do with the implants and stuff, but it is cutting edge shit. Well, the cool part about Neuralink, for example, is how it is, you know, a part of it is going to be to help people with problems in their nervous system and, and physical problems like back problems and, you know, nerve related. It's going to help smooth those things over for people. And the Neuralink 
conversation is also interesting from the AI perspective because that's like a singularity, you know what I mean? And something that's big that's happening right now is the new AI tool, which is called ChatGPT. So I listened to this segment, and it's a little bit long, but I think it is worth hearing. And this comes um, from a guest that Joe Rogan had. Right. Joe Rogan is the god of podcasts. Obviously. Yes. I love his attitude. I love his perception of the world. He's a big hunter. Actually, yeah. he's on the Stars in the Sky documentary. Is they he? feature him. Oh, yeah. cool. Talking about hunting and, awesome. and his personal experience. But Chat GPT, bro, let me let me just say this real quick. It is an AI, it is a response system. You can type, I've messed with it, okay? I went online and messed with, signed up, did an account, stuff like that. You can ask it questions. It'll respond to you. So you could say like, take these three Facebook posts or take these three tweets and write an article. I mean, it is scary. But the problem is, well, there's a few problems. If it spits out an article, it's not verifying what is true. It's determining its truth from what it is being fed and what it is calculating, pulling from all these sources. Yeah, but we can't tell the difference. That's right, which is scary. scary thing. Right, because that means a narrative can be spun without well, it. That's how it is, anyways. Right, right. I, but the narrative's we already bullshit. Right, right. And so, anyway, play, play this clip B. But I want to talk about Chat GPT. Fascinating question. Yeah. Have you, have you experimented with it? At all? I have not, but someone, uh, the the gentleman who runs the uh, JRE Companion page, made a, a rap with Chat GPT, like. Was it if Kanye West wrote a rap for ChatGPT? They put it on Instagram, but it seems like a person saying it. So ChatGPT is a large language this music model is very trained artificial intelligence, which is, let's just say, it can be awful, but it is often surprisingly good at answering questions you might have about how to do things. One of the great triumphs of it is that coders are now asking it to solve coding problems and it will actually write code that is functional it's pretty amazing and it also there's a an implementation of it right made software up to three tweets it will write a new york times story in one of five genres you know optimistic pessimistic neutral and that's crazy um, you know it's you don't really need the New York Times anymore because it's pretty good at this job, right? So on the one hand, it's all very interesting that we're living in an era in which there is at least, I mean, you know, and this is a prototype, right? Specifically trained and then placed on the internet so people could play with it. And I've, I've seen lots of interesting yeah. um, <laughs> uses. He's a great It's going to get better, right? We're dealing with ChatGPT3. He's making it move for me, okay? Which is going to be that much better because it will be built with the improvements that have been gained through turning this one loose on the world. But I have to say, I am quite alarmed. He's alarmed. Not only that this thing exists, but I don't think we're ready for it. And I don't think we're ready for it in a couple different ways. Please tell if you want to comfort yourself and say, well, this isn't that serious. That I want to know the harsh reality. That can do these I really shocking it. things. <laughs> the comforting thing is that the way it's programmed, it doesn't know what it's saying. It doesn't matter that it convinces you that it's That's what saying something saying. and it means right. it and you know, that it seems like a creative entity. What it's doing is it is basically 
using a predictive model that has been trained on a huge data set of written language, right? So the answer is, if you know you take three words in a row, can you predict what the next word is going to be? And they've allowed it, they've exposed it to a large data set, and it's gotten really good at predicting basically these sequences to the point that it can now, if you prompt it correctly, it can spit out these very Oh, dude, I asked it questions. Explanations. Some of them are the dead answers wrong. were Sometimes they're bananas. Right on target. But I have two concerns about it. One, if you imagine that this thing just gets a little better than it is, which is inevitable, that it's going to make actual insight that much harder to spot, right? In other words, if you become expert at operating this thing, at querying it, and it becomes better at understanding a wider range of topics because they turn it loose on everything that's written on the internet, for example, mm. right? Then the point is the ability to fake expertise is going to go through the roof. I don't think we know how we're going to police a world in which, I mean, this is this problem's already bad enough. Most academics are fakers. They don't know that, right? They trained in something, they wrote a dissertation, they think they're experts, but you can see when something unexpected happens like the pandemic. That's right. You get just broad-scale failure. It's a great across point. Entire disciplines where nobody seems to get it right, right? So, in that world, this is going to be even worse because now you have some an artificial intelligence able to generate things in plain English that are often full of true information. But you don't know whether what generated it is some brain-dead model or something else. That's one concern. And then the other concern is when we say, well, ChatGPT doesn't know what it's saying. It's not conscious. We know it's not conscious because it's not programmed to have a consciousness. Mm -hmm. We are actually ignoring the other half of the story, which is that we don't know how human consciousness works. And we don't know how it develops in a child, right? A child is exposed to a world of adults talking around them. And the child experiments first with phonemes and then words and then clusters of words and then sentences. What if ChatGPT And by doing like something that isn't all that far from yeah. what ChatGPT is doing, it ends up becoming a conscious individual. And so Ooh. I think it's clear that That's like ChatGPT Terminator. is yeah, where the computer gets smart. Right. It isn't and clear to me at least. Things. That we are not and start suddenly stepping onto a process that produces that very quickly without us even necessarily knowing it. So if you can imagine the movie The Terminator, yeah. where computer system gets smart, beyond smart, it knows it can control the humans. Right. And it's almost like Matrix 2, yes. where the computer system, where the system has now developed... It has all become self-aware. Skynet. Skynet becomes self-aware. Right. The Matrix system is self-aware right. and knows, okay, humans can power us. Humans will, will exterminate them. We don't need them. Right. Dude, my dad talks about something like this, and it's crazy. He says that the corporations, he said that people haven't figured out yet that corporations are actual AI entities that use human beings to run them. Really? Like massive corporations, like the biggest corporate. Like, yes, there's a CEO and stuff like that, but, but he's driving a ship. 
You know what I'm saying? Right. So, but he's the bitch of the the system. Right. Exactly. The poster child. He's right. the face right. behind the company. They don't want you to know that there's an actual machine pulling all the strings. Yes. Calculating like a chess. And the board. corporations have yeah. no. They have no lifespan. They can live forever. Human beings are the capital which is required to run these corporations and to make them more and more powerful and larger. That's interesting. Think about Apple, dude. I mean, look at Apple. Apple's a beast. Have you seen their headquarters? Have you seen that that donut looking headquarters? Like it's nuts. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you're talking about billion, you know, companies worth billions and billions. We're not saying that that is verified. Should we try chat GPT real quick? It wants to verify that you are not an AI technology, artificial technology. Interesting. It's already vetting you before it will what do we want to ask Chat GPT? Chat GPT is up. On Ben's phone. On Ben's phone. We're going to ask it. We're going to query it. It may occasionally produce harmful instructions or biased content. Ooh. And it has limited knowledge of world and events after 2021. They haven't updated it with current events. How about, is stand-up comedy a good way to promote a podcast? Or we could ask... What are the downfalls of setting up a waterbed on a second story floor <laughs> that is not equipped to hold the weight? It's answering. Okay. I literally submitted it and it's literally spitting out an answer. Stand up comedy can be a good way to promote a podcast as it allows the comedian to connect with an audience and build a following. By incorporating mentions of the podcast into their routine, they can direct their audience to the podcast and potentially gain new listeners. Additionally, if the comedian is a host or regular guest on the podcast, they can use their stand-up routine to promote upcoming episodes and build anticipation. Yeah, that's good. That's great. It took it less than a second to answer that. Okay. Can we answer what we just spoke about, about the waterbed prank on an unsupported second story? It's not advisable to drop a waterbed through an old floor, as it can cause significant damage to the floor and potentially injure anyone in the immediate area. Waterbeds are heavy and filled with water, and dropping one through a floor could cause structural damage, weaken the floor, or create a hole. Additionally, That's the, goal. the water inside the bed could cause further damage to the floor, walls, and other nearby areas. My name is ChatGPT, oh. a large language model trained by OpenAI. It's only going to give out what it sees as nonfiction truth, I guess. It's, yeah, it, it'd be like asking Siri or yeah. Alexa for information, essentially, yeah. but yeah. maybe this has a little bit more open capabilities um, it just answers immediately right so you know what i mean the scary thing is is what happens when this gets even smarter what happens when maybe it becomes self-aware yeah and right now it, it's supposedly not self-aware but it could become self-aware and you know that's one of the scariest things i think for human beings because For so many people, it makes us obsolete. You know what I mean? Like so many people are doing things which will become obsolete in the event that AI, as AI gets more and more powerful, let's just put it that way. As AI gets more and more powerful, people are going to have to find other things to do. You know what I mean? And so it's really never been more important to like 
get your head right about what it is that you're going to do and how you're going to hit it. Like Mark Cuban said that you only really have to hit it right once in your life and change your whole life. You know what I'm saying? So like, I think for a lot of people, man, you know, it's a situation where we have to, you know, really get it together and get moving on whatever it is that we're going to do, bro. Because like, you have to have a good perception of what's going on, yeah. what's r the truth, yeah. and what's false. And that can be blurred so easily these days, I feel Absolutely. like, more than anything. And that was what he was saying, the guy in that clip, was that it's going to be harder to gain insight as to what is verifiably true. You know, we're not privy to classified information we're only privy to the story the media companies are spitting out right like where is the hard evidence and actually well that's something that's in low supply hard evidence you know i mean dude the news is so not trusted right now in this country and in this world this was a guy that allegedly killed his wife okay yeah this is in court the prosecutor is laying out the case Defendant said he had not spoken uh, to his wife since the early morning hours on New Year's Day. To ask the police were granted permission to Bing on his phone to locate her or her phone. And his phone indicated that it was stationary in the area of the Cahasset house on New Year's Eve until 3.14 a.m. wearing a dress, a black jacket, hunter boots, water. What I'd like to do now is just describe his actions on the days from January 1st. Oh, yeah, this is fucking crazy. On January 1st, uh, at 3 p.m., he did some errands and went to his mother's house in Swampscott, but got lost because he didn't have his phone. He said he knew it was lost when he saw the pirate ship on Route 1. Defendant stayed, stayed 15 and Googled using his son's iPad. Some of his searches are as follows. Keep in mind that the defendant said he left at 16, 6 a.m. At 4.55 a.m. on January 1st, he searched how long before a body starts to smell. 4.58 a.m. How to stop a body from decomposing. Look at, at this sick guy, too. He looks like a sick fuck. How to bound a body. At 5.47 a.m. <laughs> 10 ways to dispose of a dead body <laughs> if you really need to. At 6.25 a.m. on the 1st, how long for someone to be missing to inherit? That right there yeah. is an example of verifiable evidence. You are guilty. Seemingly. Seemingly. Indeed, but the attorney stated in the case that they were intending to win in court, even after that. Yeah, I don't know how you would, you would do that, but... I don't either. I just think something like Skynet in The Terminator, yeah. which is a, a fictional story, but you know what? Even back then when they created The Terminator, the creator of that story saw... Right. Where we are now, where computers are just getting smarter and are taking over, alleviating the need for human beings on many levels, in many jobs or occupations. We become the product, you know? Oh, we are right now. We're, we become the fuel. I'm the show pony. We're the and product the, of this podcast. Yeah, the social media networks are really, that's like Skynet, you know? Like Google, for example. Yeah. You know, or ChatGPT. And these different things. But it shines more light on why we need to, you know, crush in our own way, in our own lives. Like we were talking about like the inner space. And so I, I've got this uh, clip from Jocko that I pulled. That's clip C, please. Ignore and outperform them. While you're over there watching me and 
talking about me. Yeah. I'm working. I'm working hard. Hard. I'm taking things to the next level. You're there looking at chat GPT. Gossiping and I'll keep working. You keep talking smack and I'll keep working. You keep focusing on everything and everyone else and I'll keep working. And when you finally look around at where you are and where I'm at, you realize that you have nothing left to talk smack about. And you will lose and I will win. Beautiful. Jocko's if that doesn't make you want to stand up, crush it. Hey, I can't do that, dude. You know what I mean? That's humanity right That's there. That's Jocko. That's Jocko. And he's got a podcast, too. Jocko Tell podcast. him Man Fuse sent you. That's the key to winning over all this shit, bro. The key to winning over Skynet. The key to winning over, you know, all the technocracy and the AI. Ultimately, our greatest achievement is to secure the financial freedom of our family generationally into the future. I don't know if it's everyone's goal or not, but it's a hell of a good one to go after. I mean, and I think it's like this. I mean, we talk, you know, this podcast, while we want to inspire everybody to live their best, most fulfilled life they can. Yeah. Whatever that definition is for you. But at the end of the day, do what makes you happy. You're only here for so long. Yeah. If, you know, striving for, you know, materialistic items isn't your thing, then just strive to be closer to your family. But to utilize the time you have to be happy, that's what you need to work for. Because at the end of the day, we're all going to die. We don't know when. We don't know how long we got. So whatever little time we do have, this blink of an eye yeah. worth of time, because it might be 100 years, maybe it's 80 years, but dude, it goes so fast. It's gone. It's like a, it's a, it's it's a, a blink. Yeah. Find your happiness and find what it is that makes you happy. And, you know, that's what you strive for on a daily basis. Hopefully you'll find inspiration and we find stuff that inspires us and we'll share it with you. And if you know of any speakers or clips, feel free to share it with us at manfuse.com or hit us up on our um, number. You can leave a text or voicemail, 770-744-5227. Anything else you want to say on that note, Ben? The whole AI thing, bro, it's freaky. The singularity. It's crazy. It's wild. And it's like somehow, what is it Andy Frisella says? He said, personal excellence is the greatest rebellion. What is going on in Boston? That's the question that many of us had. Martin Luther King's statue to be celebrated on MLK Day. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. should be celebrated. Indeed, That man should. was the head of a movement. That man, so wise when you look at his speeches and yes. what he had to say. And they honor him with this beautiful bronze statue. Yeah. In Boston. In Boston. And it was, you know, it was supposed to be a reflection of a photo of a hug that he and his wife were embracing one another. And so that was it was it was based upon that. And it's just a very interesting looking piece, to say the least. Now, art is definitely in the eye of the beholder. I mean, what one person sees as art, another person could see as dog shit. There has been a foul reaction to, to this particular statue. We have a clip for this, too. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, we're definitely see. heavy on the audio today. Clip D, please. There are no <laughs> plans to modify or change it. No. Would you do that if, they, if asked? <laughs> I mean, by who? 
<laughs> I mean, because I, I, this is this the, the guy that selected did it. by the people of Boston. He's insulted. Not, uh, Hank just came and put something. Thousands of people worked on this. Thousands of people actually put it together, and no one saw this throbbing say, member perspective. And I mean, to bring that to the King's legacy and to dict is to, to, to dictate said, the making of our. <laughs> he said dictate. He said to dick to dick to dick. I know saw it right away. I'm he was sitting back looked at it. Now, to be fair, he was stuttering the dick. He just said dick like four times. Statue, and you go, uh, that's not what the statue should look like. I don't think that every single person who is seeing a gigantic penis, <laughs> Martin Luther King sculpture, is seeing them in every single piece of artwork that they they do. Now, I also agree with no. this artist. Once it's up, I don't think you can modify it. No. Hell no <laughs> it's there can't. forever. Are they going to break out a saw and start, like, sawing? Dude, no, they can't. There's nothing you could do. I mean, this thing is, like, made of bronze. It's like iron. It's a sculpture. It's a massive, massive sculpture. I think yeah. he is a secret pervert. He snuck that in. Dude. He's like, dude, I wonder how many people. What better way to promote this? It's going to be celebrated. Oh, it's going to be celebrated, and it's going to be forever known. Largest dick in America. Yeah. The sculpture with the biggest dick. Guinness Book of World Records. Hey, guys, I have an idea. I want to take this beautiful thing we're yeah. all working on. Right. We've got thousands of hours in, yeah. but I want to sneak in my favorite image. Hey, we'll talk at you tomorrow. This was the Man Fuse podcast. Please share the show with your friends and family and hit us up to join the show at manfuse.com or 770-744-5227 and check out our Man Fuse gear. Ciao for now.